All right. That was the uh, harmonica stylings of young Atticus Crothers. That is O Tannenbaum or O Christmas Tree. And uh, well done, young Atticus. Merry Christmas to all. Uh, happy holidays. We are pre-taping this, and we'll get a little more detail for you on the recording of that beautiful rendition. But we thought we'd start off this first ever three-point range podcast uh, holiday spectacular with a little in-house talent. Uh, Tim, how many takes did that require? It was three takes. Um, and finally, we just said, you know what, whatever happens, just, just roll with it. Because, uh, yeah, it would have been 37 takes if we if we let sure. him do it the way he wanted to do it. No, it's excellent. And uh, was there much debate about which song he would attempt on the harmonica, or is that his number one? That is go-to. That's his only Christmas song he knows on the okay. harmonica. So that's All right. it, yeah. All right. Very nice. Um, so that maybe we've just started a tradition, and uh, uh, one of our children will be required each major holiday to to do something <laughs> just like that but for now it was all Atticus and we thank him for that and we hope that he'll listen to this and tell all his friends to listen why isn't that happening Atticus all right we're going to get right into it and uh, do the formatics later but I think uh, Kimball has some uh, yuletide uh, musings <laughs> okay here we go so at first my boys here Tim and Mike didn't want to do a Christmas show and I sort of forced Still to do don't. a Christmas show. Still I, don't. I said, no, we should do a Christmas show because I hate this idea that everyone like shuts it down for Christmas, especially media types like us. I get it. You're a construction worker. You're a teacher. You're someone that really works hard nine to five and is away from your family and doesn't have a lot of downtime. You need the time off. But what are we doing? We, we, we should be providing the entertainment because let's face it, the other thing that happens around the holidays is people are bored. We need work to stay busy. And when you have too much time off, and especially with your when you're around family that you're not always around, come on, admit it. You people get bored and you need stuff to fill the gaps. And then you don't even have your favorite show or your favorite podcast to listen to. So I said, no, we need to give that to people. So look, anybody listening right now, you're probably right fitting in that right area you're like Lord. saying oh my god thank Lord. the lord three-point range is on i am so bored talking to my brother or sister or whoever you're hanging out with the holidays or maybe your kids so i said let's do it um and i thought i'd give you a couple of my favorite christmas memories in that vein so here we go and i'm going to tie it a little in with sports a little bit so when my christmas i used to get the worst gifts from my mother i mean just terrible gifts and and it was funny because like we all know the evolution when you're a kid you you're first you're the one that wakes up early and sneaks in and opens up the gifts because you can't wait to get something and then you start realizing what a negative getting a gift can be like it's just the wrong thing and then you have to pretend you like it and it's just a terrible situation then i became the guy that was like dreading christmas morning but there was a bit of time that my mother who who was year after year she would get me the thing i wouldn't ask for i'd say like whatever you do mom don't get me a stereo. I'm not a stereo person. I don't want a stereo. Sometimes I listen to like to listen to the harmonica, but other than that, I'm not really a music guy. What did I get that year? A stereo, a giant expensive stereo. I'm like, what am I going to do with this? But for a little while, in my teens, maybe she she happened upon a gift that was really good, and that was I grew up in New York City, 
And every year I knew that I was going to get a couple of tickets to holiday games at Madison Square Garden. Okay. And so that was like a great gift. You finally said like, oh, that's great. And I would go down there again, looking for something to do around the holidays and go catch a Ranger game or a Nick game on the holidays. So that was a good thing. Now, my other Christmas sports memory is this. Okay. I'm not a big boxing fan or a big fan of any sort of fighting and this, whatever this niche stuff is, this, I, don't, I can't even think of the word for it. Please help me with the ultimate fighting people and the stuff M- like MMA that. or UFC. Right. right. Mm-hmm. I'm not into that, but I will tell you the best, the best fight I ever saw on Christmas. Okay. Now let me just set the scene. Now this is really uh, good. All right. In your living room. I, I was in my twenties. Okay. And, and my two older sisters are twins and they were, a year older than me, obviously, and in their 20s. And one of them already had a kid and he was probably like six, seven or eight or something like that. And so we would all come home for Christmas and, and their tradition was we'd sort of spend uh, Christmas morning at my mom's house in New York. And then we drive over to New Jersey to see my dad. And so we're on the on the road and we're, we're driving to New Jersey and we're on the George Washington Bridge Nick, my nephew, and I are in the back seat, and my two twin sisters are in the front seat, and they start fighting, and they have this argument, and next thing I know, they're throwing haymakers at each other. I'm telling you, we're on the George Washington Bridge in traffic, and they are connecting with, like, punches to each other in the face, and we're just sitting there going, like, this this is probably not a good idea to do while you're driving, and it reminded me of, like, the classic battle they had when I was in seventh grade. They had this great purse-swinging battle on Madison Avenue. Um, but those are the two best fights I've seen, and that's my wonderful, cheery Christmas music. <laughs> uh, let me tell I, you this. I, let me say one more thing. Oh, if you're bored oh, with your family, do. no, if you're bored with your family, like, t- take this time. I know it's awkward because, but try it. Say, look to your brother or sister and say, remind me what it is you do again for a living. Because I really can't describe it. I really don't know. And people ask me sometimes. That might be a good conversation starter. I'll go next because because my Max, I, do you I have would, any thoughts to that guy? I, no, no. I mean, no. I, I mean, I want to expand on it because I I was actually thinking about uh, exposing you for for what you really are, and that was you know Ooh. when we when we were discussing this. <laughs> And whether we were going to do a podcast, as you as you correctly said, you you were the one who talked Mike and I into doing this. And it, if I can remember correctly, the direct quote was something like, "I'm always bored to death on Christmas, hanging around with my family all day." <laughs> you all are admitted, people. Yeah. Admit it. So so, and and I think you might have actually said, "And there's never anything but the NBA to watch on TV," which. You know, I'm with you on that. I, God, there's probably no sports fan on earth that hates the NBA more than I do. I absolutely despise it. Uh, I, I don't think I've watched a full NBA game since the Knicks were actually good. I too had uh, have memories of going to Madison Square Garden over holidays and go and going to uh, the Knicks games. Those are the last games I ever I ever watched. Uh, I I. I think the thing that bothers me the most on those rare occasions when I'm surfing the channels and I do I do stumble upon an NBA game is they actually play music while the game is going on, which is just pathetic. I, I mean, it says all you need to know about the NBA. 
that the powers that be believe that watching the game is not enough, that you need to have some sort of sort of music going on while the, while the play is going on, which is, I don't know, I, I, I just find that really tacky and gross. Don't you remember the uh, organist at uh, at Milwaukee at the Mecca back when Brian Winters was allowed to play and they, there uh, we go and and, and, and he would play Benny and the Jets ding bow, ding ding bow, ding bow, bow, ding yeah and 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 that was great I'm not even talking about that I'm talking about them playing like like rap music I'm, the organ is fine you yeah. know I I, I but but I, I mean they're playing like rap they're playing I sure. don't know. They're playing Taylor Swift during the game. Sure, I mean, it's sure. it's it's what what kind of you know? Does that happen at any other sport? I can't think of it. Anyway, um, so bottom line is Christmas has not historically been a very joyful TV sports watching day for me because all we ever get is is the octuple header of the NBA. I mean, there was I, I was trying to think back, and I do recall there was a a, a thrilling Hawaii Bowl. Back in '03, um, the Aloha Bowl. Yeah, yeah, you know when the home. Uh, I, I my my recollection is the Rainbows were playing a uh, you know home home game and they played Houston and it was a triple overtime game, 54 to 48. Mike, you you no doubt remember who Hawaii's quarterback was that day. I did see that. Well, yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Joe, go Joe ahead. Jones is probably the coach, but uh, ding, <laughs> ding, and who was the I, quarterback? Uh, don't know. Don't know that. Oh, don't even know on. if that was the matchup. But no, Houston, wait, I, Houston, I Houston was probably that. Andre Ware back then. If they uh, roughly that range. No, this um, guy got Heisman notif- uh, uh, votes, right? Tim, this guy was decent. Yeah, oh, he was a he was huge. Come on, Mike. This is no, this is a layup I, for you. No, I don't. I was I was Kim, spending time with my family. Kimball, do you know it? <laughs> well, you know, I barely follow college football, so the fact that I even sort of got. As far as I did, is impressive. I don't think it's coming to me. All right. Well, Timmy Chang, ding. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. And uh, no relation to Michael. I did see that they're going to. That they've, <laughs> condemned, <laughs> they've condemned Aloha Stadium. I've never mm-hmm. been to Aloha Stadium. Have either of you guys uh, been there? It always looked good on TV. Looked big and empty. Yep. But I've they're never condemning. Seen, I've never seen it full. That's for no sure. Pro Bowls, Aloha Bowls, uh, Hawaii home games in the middle of the night. They're condemning yep. it. Anyway. Yep. Can anyway. I can I circle a little sports into this? And I know it's my fault. I haven't been very sporty, but you know, I was with you, Tim. I despised the NBA for years, and a lot of that was the illegal defense rules. And if you coach basketball, or really no basketball, like they're telling players they can't play defense the very way you're supposed to play it by jumping middle, helping, and and all that. But I I will say the last few years that product has improved, and 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 you know maybe it's the three and the way offenses are are moving but it's no longer like take two players have them stand at half court isolate two or three players on the other side everybody's standing around um it's it's moving it's flowing and it's actually pretty competitive so i not that i love it but i can watch some nba now and you maybe give it another chance uh i don't think so every time i i as i say i stop on it i see exactly what you were just talking about a lot of got four guys standing still no and another guy dribbling um, anyway, I, I, you all know that as much as I hate the NBA, um, I do enjoy me some, some college hoops and mm. with the help of my crack staff uh, on the Google machine, I've discovered for, for you, all of our loyal listeners, um, a, a treat that Santa COVID has really come through for us this year. Um, 
And you, I mean, I don't remember a single, I can't recall. And I, again, my crack staff couldn't find it either uh, when the last college basketball game to be played on Christmas was. But this year, if you can cast your, 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 uh, aside your guilt over unpaid college athletes generating TV revenue on Christmas during a pandemic, then I've got, I've got your promo. Your promo, the Big Ten, yes, the Big Ten is dishing up a quadruple header of college hoops beginning on Christmas Day, 1230, Wisconsin at Michigan State, and ending God knows when with some other Midwest team against another one of their football schools. Um, and four games, back to back. So I guess it's time that, that all of us figure out which one of those channels in the 700s is the Big Ten Network. And enjoy this rare holiday treat. Wow. And, and that's the conference this year. I mean, the, the Big Ten ACC Challenge was really embarrassing. Big, Big Ten, Jay, Jay Billis, who knows more about college basketball, right, than anyone on the planet, says the Big Ten's the best conference by far. It's not even close <coughs> this year. And you're right, just that that matchup. But, but I still don't – I guess we have to walk back our Kevin Warren bashing just a tad but the football mishandling but i don't i still can't i'm not going to be able to get over my guilt that those college kids from eight different schools will be uh forced into uh performing on christmas day i i'm not gonna but you're okay with that tim i i honestly this is i'm doing this mostly as a as a goof i there's very little chance that i'll watch any of it but it is there and i just wanted to provide that content for our for our listeners just in case we do have some huge Big Ten fans, and also, obviously, uh, for Kimball, who now won't have to talk to his family at all. Woohoo! Merry Christmas, boys. Wow. All right, so this is Three Point Range. This is where, because we jump right into the show now, uh, two straight shows. We'll just like this. You're listening to Three Point Range. Um a product of the Mislu Sports Network, and um, <laughs> we're uh, you can find us on Substack at Three Point Range, uh, where we write and post links to this thing. You can find us on Facebook at our Three Point Range page, and you can leave comments there and share with your friends, share and share alike. Um, Spotify uh, is part of Anchor, and Anchor.fm is where we start this thing. It originates and uh, there, and it. Fans out beyond. So share it around. And uh, we've gotten some good feedback. Uh, I was told yesterday that uh, by one uh, loyal listener that uh, Tim and I have very um, soothing voices. And then there was no characterization of Kimball's voice as soothing or anything else. And I, and, I, and I tried to get an adjective out of the person, but I didn't. So maybe listeners would like to leave a description of Kimball's uh, podcast persona and the voice that he's bringing. All right. So... I could go, well, you know, I, I, I'll just interject quickly because Kimball started off his uh, general thoughts that uh, sports media should be performing sports media on Christmas just because uh, they have easy jobs or whatever. But I'll just tell you, and this is not a complaint, but I did hit the, the holiday lottery one year in my three decades of doing this so far. And I would say I think back to 2011, and it was just uh, I, I was the number two sports columnist to the great Dave Hyde in South Florida at the Sun Sentinel. And it just so happened that on Thanksgiving, the Miami Dolphins were playing 
in Dallas against or in Arlington against the Dallas Cowboys at Jerry World. And that was an early afternoon kickoff and uh, Thanksgiving being what it is. Um, I uh, flew in on the morning of Thanksgiving. So that was fun. And, you know, a couple airports and and the, the service people who were there at the airports and the shuttle driver out to Avis or whatever. And you just everybody who encounters each other as travelers or worker, you know, any worker you, you, you encounter on a day like Thanksgiving, you should uh, be appreciative of them. So there was some interaction that's memorable at the game. I don't remember much about the game. Um, but I do remember, you know, Thanksgiving night in a in a Marriott uh, bar. That's fine. That was great. That's one of the great privileges of it. But do remember, then Christmas, incredibly, the NBA was in a lockdown that year, lockout, and then uh, or work stoppage, whatever you termed it that time. And they opened their season on Christmas in 2011. And LeBron and the Heat playing at, of course, the Dallas Mavericks, a rematch of the championship uh, finals from the year before. And who got to do that one? on Christmas Day. Well, I did. And uh, and that was just fine. That's that's one of the great perks of it. But, uh, you know, I don't know that I saw the same people driving the same shuttles or, or working the same ticket counters uh, for those who had to travel on Christmas to go cover the game. But um, I, I did. I pulled it off the same hotel, the, everything. Uh, that was like a 4.30 wake up call or, or alarm setting and got there in time for the game and saw the late, the late great Jerry Fraley in the press room because of course he was working on christmas day well we gotta we gotta do a shout out to jerry we miss him greatly and he wasn't gonna beg off a christmas day coverage in dallas and and uh you know a little press room food and uh and uh, a nice arena and uh back to the marriott so no uh, if, if you're thinking out there those of you who are not in sports media might be thinking that everybody in sports media is getting to just sit back and watch these games on christmas on their television well no and then there's all the people who work in the stadium there's all the people who who help make the experience make it to your television. Now, obviously, these games are not going to be very well crowded this year, if at all. If there's any fans, but there's all kinds of support people, stat keepers, broadcasters, um, you know, anybody who works for the team. So we, we a shout out to them for uh, for working on Christmas Day, uh, especially in the NBA, and now in the Big Ten. We learn. Uh, to to entertain us and uh, and keep us from having to talk about real issues with our family members, especially in the Crossley home, where there's a lot of raw emotion going back <laughs> to, those, to those stereo mistakes. Not to mention bare-knuckle brawling. <laughs> I mean, you I mean t- nothing says Christmas like a bare-knuckle brawl. If nothing right? else, all these games just keep, you know, violence from breaking out there in the, in the, in the Crossley home. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So there's Come that. On, you guys have been there, right? You've sat. Yeah, there. I've been there. I, I did get to go to your home for one, and, and there was no violence. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We've all there. seen the bare knuckle brawl. We, we'll back you up on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I do. I appreciate uh, Kimball having me over for Christmas back in uh, uh, 1991. Did that happen? Yeah, it did. Yeah. It sure did. I was there with Tim. Christmas? Yeah, because I was kind of stranded in New York. It was like Home Alone <laughs> or something. But I, I was working at Courtside Magazine, which is a real magazine. And uh, <laughs> every time I use a proper noun. I, 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 Tell me about this Christmas because I blocked this one. blocked it out. It, was, it, was one, it wasn't like the best Christmas I ever had, but it was one of the most – it was an important one because – 
I uh, think that goes without saying if you were at Kimball's house. I went over ahead. to <laughs> no. <laughs> I could easily have been alone in Hoboken because Doug Schomer, Doug Schomer, my roommate in our Chapel Hill Rotisserie <laughs> League alum, he he went up the road to his family in Westchester. I could have gotten there, but I'd done Chris, uh, Thanksgiving with them, and that was fine. I didn't want to impose. And then like Christmas Eve, out of the blue, early evening, Kimball's like, "What are you doing? I'm in town. Come on over." So I went over to his house, and and um, I remember. Uh, Jim, yeah, set the scene. Yeah. Everyone, everyone was the very. Scene, Jim. Everyone was. <laughs> huh? Set the scene, Jim. I don't know what that, that was. Means. A dance reference, please. Oh, yeah. hello, okay. friends. Jim. Friends. Jim. <laughs> so who was there? Set the scene. No check. Yeah. Uh, the um, um, why is Tony's voice so gravelly all the time? Wait, what, what time is he staying out till on Saturday night? So uh, the, the circumstance was that my family was uh, across the country, to, down in North Carolina at the time, or just spread around the country. I was alone in Hoboken, and Kimball had me over, and he, he took some, you know, sympathy. He showed sympathy, brought me over. Sisters were very nice. Parents, you know, your mom was great, and um, I don't think I'd been to your lake house yet at that point. That came later, but I mean, we knew each other very well. But this was only about six years into our friendship. And you were there at a time, and I didn't. I, I think they even might have given me a small gift. I, I do. I absolutely remember that I was given. <laughs> I, I was re-gifted a small box that I still have because I keep everything. Right? It's a small box, a uh, piece of the Berlin Wall. Remember, what? I, yes, those are. I mean, supposedly they they had they had chopped them up and given them out. Didn't you get that gift? Did I only get the Berlin Wall? If I, I might have been the one that regifted it to you. I'm pretty I, I, sure. I, I didn't, that's I what I got. Need to that's own what a I got. The Berlin Wall. <laughs> I got it. And I'm glad <laughs> that's not something I've carted around for the next thirty years. I ha oh, are you kidding? I'm not letting that thing go. It's one of my prized possessions because it, on, on the Christmas night, our th uh, Christmas Eve night of 1991, it was a little sad. And then I got to see the one time I got to peer behind the curtain and see how the Crossleys handle their holidays so i did i don't remember what you got it was not a stereo <laughs> i got i did i just like slept on the couch and i got up in the more christmas morning and there was there was all that and then i remember you know late morning i was like i, I that's fine i go i didn't stay for a little thing because it uh, you know I, I really it was just kind of an an impromptu thing you're totally you blocked it out maybe you invite one random person to your home <laughs> for, for all major holidays i i don't do that so good for you maybe we should challenge people this is a good this is a good reminder. 30 years hence almost. If you know anyone, just another reminder, if you know anyone who will be of course this is Christmas morning, so you're hearing this on Christmas Day, but there's still time to have them over for dinner. You know anybody who's alone after this miserable year uh for all and and you want to reach out to them and and have them over and listen to three point range with them. Uh, just you know, you'd re, you'd have to re-listen to be their first listen. It'd be a nice gesture. And, you know, if you want to give them a piece of the Berlin Wall, go ahead. I still have mine. Thank you. Thank you Man. to your mother. Yep. Are, are we going to start reading Dickens soon? What's going on here? <laughs> well, I just think that it's a, it's a good, you know, I'm just thinking about the, the, the others, the others, mm -hmm. the people in the shadows. All right, real mm -hmm. quickly, though, because by the time we do this again early uh, next week, probably Tuesday, this might have passed. I want to nip this in the bud right now. I want, I want to just make this clear. All right. So we've had a few chances to see NBC's wizard of the smart board, Steve Kornacki, do a crossover act 
where he takes, you know, known for politics and breaking down every by county by county how election night's going. Well, now he can do that for playoffs in the NFL. And it's a huge hit. I enjoy it. He does the same kind of thing. It's at this hour. It's very, it's the only way I want to be updated on the playoffs now. I just, it's an immediate hit. I hope it sticks. I hope that he is allowed not just to do it for that network, but for others. And here's why. I think he should be allowed to jump around between networks. There should be special dispensation because nobody else does it. The update, the playoff at this hour update the way he does. It's beautiful. Uh, CNN last night jumped in. I believe it was last night for the NBA opening night. Wolf Blitzer and John King, who are very good in their political realm. I like King better than Blitzer. Um, King also with a smart board. They decided to update us. It was very uh, awkward. They're updating us on all the movements in the Situation Room, all the movements offseason in the NBA, and then they got a chance to talk about the Wizards, and they both love the Wizards, and they're Russell Westbrook, and this and that. And it just, all it made me wish for was that uh, I need to make it stop. No more political people crossing over, except for Steve Kornacki. He's allowed to do that because he's providing a service. This was just a trumped-up thing, trying to, uh, you know, wink, wink, look at us, we know basketball. And they don't know basketball. They go to the Wizards games, and that's a nice arena, but same thing Tim was talking about. <laughs> piped in music. Piped in music. And I, I'm sure they can't name too many people beyond the Bradley Beal and now the John Wall, who's gone, and Russell Westbrook. Uh, have you caught the Kornacki thing? You like it? I, I I think I saw it briefly one time. I, I'm a little surprised that you're that you're so wowed by it i love it what exactly what exactly about it is that i mean don't aren't there guys doing this uh not like that not like that not like that you need to see the full thing and have you watched you've watched kornacki roll up the sleeves and and point you know gesticulating just just so much manic energy on election night right you've seen that uh no actually i haven't i'm actually i'm all about the john king and the magic wall on election night i've never seen karnacki interesting Uh well that that tells me a lot so you might enjoy you might if you go back and watch john king and wolf blitzer pretending to be huge nba aficionados you might enjoy that but karnacki's it's totally authentic he really does know all the scenarios and it, it does change within a within a whole football afternoon on sunday into the evening, Sunday night football, of course, that's where they're trotting him out beautifully because it's a crossover for NBC. Kimball, uh, you, no, I, I, you really like it, right? I've you, seen it. It's good. Uh, it awesome. Doesn't really, it just doesn't do that much for me. Like, I, I don't, I don't <laughs> you think don't I don't have need a it. man crush on Steve Kornacki? I don't need to see it. <laughs> I, I, I do like Steve. I, great. I'm, intrigued by, I'm intrigued by Steve because, like, I just think, like, did he say like I want to go into broadcast journalism because he's not like a typical broadcast journalism looking guy? So I, I like that. But he's a data scientist type. Of, I, I, I I like it, but I don't need it the rest of my life. Like if I if the next few Sundays, the don't you feel Sundays, don't you feel like the graphics they pop up like in the last two minutes of most games? These are the updated playoff stands. They're they're wholly inadequate because we're in the era of. Of fan graphs and baseball reference and and playoff percentage probabilities, and we need to know what those percentages do within 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 a given result. And um, not just that, but Kornacki gave us the result of like if the Jets the Jets won, so their chance of the first pick went way down. We talked about that on episode six. But everything a percentage of probability. It's we're in the era of probability. Um, it's it's what's driving you know all DraftKings and all these other. Uh, 
phone apps that allow you to play the probabilities, whether it's fantasy wise or or traditional betting, whatever. People are fascinated by how things change. Even the within a game, you can you can see on ESPN uh, how a probability of a particular game winning probability has changed with a with a single play. So now Steve Karnacki can synthesize all this, and he should be allowed. He should just he really should be relieved of once the Georgia runoff is over. He should be relieved of all of his duties because it'll be good for a while. And now we should see more and more of him in all sports because and maybe he can coach up someone else. But again, it's just there's a great shock value. There he is. And the sleeves are rolled up and he's saying all these things and he's talking about sports. <laughs> What's with the sleeves? I think That's he's got a man thing. crush. That's his got thing. A man crush. That's his thing. He rolls the sleeves up real tight, which is hard to do. And um <laughs> It's uh, it, it works. It works. The guy's good. The guy's good. He's he's going to uh, he's going to make as much money in broadcasting as they have to throw at him. But I, I appreciate. It. I'm saying thank you to NBC for putting him out there because you know the whole thing on the like multi unending election cycle was that the guy never slept, and yet he never misspoke. Have you yeah, considered we, starting a fan club? For no, there's all, that already exists. You guys are way behind on this. The guys, mm-hmm. the guys, immensely popular and, and respected across all all uh, areas, pretty much. Uh, nothing is unanimous in our country. We know that, but great division, mm-hmm. but uh, excellent work. So, and I just thought it just I wanted to talk about it because I could see where this is going. If CNN already is trying to package the Wolf and John on the NBA thing, then they're all potentially going to do it and i don't need nora donald's you know, you know nhl breakdown or whatever <laughs> might be coming and i like mm-hmm. nora donald a lot i know i don't i just I, Chris, I, don't need, I don't need i don't need chris i'm not allowed to use proper names it's so ridiculous Does that have nothing to do with name dropping i'm talking about i'm talking about people i love character yep that's right and you know so did keith so so did keith Oldman. So did Keith Olbermann. It gets oh, dated. No. They dated for a while. Oh, oh my God! Can you imagine that? But, so anyway, that's that's all I got. I, and and I, I'm, I hope you guys are satisfied. I hope the listeners are have been brought a little bit of uh, of Christmas uh, relief or whatever holiday is. Uh, many holidays. Happy holidays. You can listen to this throughout the week to follow. And uh, please <laughs> let us know. You don't have to just listen to it on December twenty fifth. Anything else you fellas would like to add? I'm certainly not uh, going to belabor that anymore. I'm just here to get a to get my son a job in the music business. Merry Christmas, guys. <laughs> yeah, well, um, we'll see. We'll see about that, and maybe that's um, a good uh, outro. Uh, we uh, thank you all for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, and uh, be good. <laughs>